Geek Loves Nerd, trying to find something in common since You thought we'd be gone forever, and I know it's been a while, but this is the very next episode of Geek Loves Nerd, trying to find something in common since 1996, show number 59, brought to you the week of November 2nd, 2009. Hi, I'm your host, um, I'm James, and I am the geek. And I'm Jen, I'm the nerd. And she's also the co-host and wife and special person of the year. I'm actually the lead host, you're kind of the co-host. You're a lead host, (laughs) made of lead. (laughs) Superman cannot see through you or past you. Mm. Anyway, welcome back uh, to the show. Sorry we haven't done for one for a while, but Jen, um, Jen came down with the old H1M1. That's such a lie. <laughs> <laughs> the old H1N1. <laughs> and I didn't make it. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, Jen died and yeah. funerals cost so much. We thought we'd just do without a show. Mm-hmm. No, last show we did, we talked a lot about a major life change that's coming in our life. And that major life change has been sneaking up on us, and we've been preparing for it. If you don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to episode 58. But in a nutshell, we're moving to Florida from Kansas City for a job. And we're doing so in, like, a few weeks' time. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, that kind of stuff, a major change like that, it wears on you. hmm And it causes you to bite your fingernails again. Really? Yeah. Oh, I can't believe you do it. I know. After four years. I'm going to have to quit again. so good. But it also takes away all of your energy and um, the ability to podcast with a smile. That's right. So we're podcasting with big frowns today. Yeah, big frowns. uh, We had a lot of follow-up questions concerning the issues raised in episode 58. Uh, So we figured we'd do a Major Life Change Part 2. And uh, we'll we'll do that right after this. Hey, did you know that GoToMeeting is amazing? Face-to-face business meetings with clients and colleagues is always going to be important, but business travel is a hassle, and it's often a complete waste of money. You can do just you can do more and travel less with GoToMeeting. With just a click, you can host sales presentations, training sessions, or product demos right from your desktop. And GoToMeeting is just forty nine dollars a month for unlimited online meetings, and you can host unli- uh, those unlimited meetings, uh, five meetings or five hundred for one. Flat rate per month, plus voice, <laughs> plus voice over IP and phone conferencing is included. Our listeners can try GoToMeeting for 30 days. That's a month of unlimited online meetings for free. For this special offer, you must visit www.gotomeeting.com slash podcast. That's gotomeeting.com slash podcast for your free trial. Do that. Help your business help you do more, pay less with GoToMeeting. Thank you so much, GoToMeeting, for your continued support of Geek Loves Nerd. Uh, this show is also sponsored by one of our eternal sponsors. His name is Dean Piercy, and we thank you. We like Dean. Jen likes Dean. I like Dean. I like Jimmy Dean. You should like Dean because he's sponsoring our show. I do like Dean. Doesn't he sponsor Nobody's Listening to? Yeah, he does. Wow. He's amazing. 
So, uh, anywho, let's just jump right into it. This is uh, coming from a listener. It may be, uh, it's not Dean, it's Dan. Mm. And he's writing this. He says, I think it's my first time writing to you. Just a quick note. I love your shows. I can't even remember how I found it. Probably from GSPN, uh, which is a great show. Um, I actually love Geek Loves Nerd before I even knew about Nobody's Listening. Ha ha. That means that Geek Loves Nerd was better than Nobody's Listening. No, it just means that he upgraded from Geek Loves Nerd. Wow. (laughs) Anyway, congrats on the job change and the big move coming up. But my question is about Jen and her job. Of course. Last I the knew, important part. Yeah, yeah. Last I knew, she had gotten a job working for Sprint, and that, that was the big news. Uh, and that you were switching to part-time and stay-at-home dad so that she could do the day do- job thing at Sprint. And then, and, and so that is true. That's what that's the issue major that we mostly want to address today is because you know we had we had done this major life shift and talk about changing places, and all of a sudden we're we're like, nope, nope, surprise, we're going to Florida. Um, and, and so that's basically what they're asking. And, and to continue that, he says, has that position fallen through? Has she even started yet? Was she able to do the job from Florida? And am I crazy for not remembering such things correctly? Thanks for an update. Um, any update you can provide on the next show. I was just shocked to hear about the big move and your new pastor job, but not to hear what Jen will be doing when you get there. Thanks for the wonderful podcast you do, Dan. So Jen, what? People want to know about me. I've told you that. All you do is shock them, but they're concerned for me. I shock them. Yeah, he said he was shocked to hear about the move oh, in the pastor position. I was going to say, have I figured out how to send shockwaves? <laughs> no. I, and then the second thing I thought immediately was that I like said something like dookie face and shocked mm. them. Like, I can't believe he said dookie face on Geek no, Club's Nerd. I don't think so. Oh. Um, but to answer the first part of the question, yeah. um, I did get the job at Sprint. Um, James got offered the job in Florida. Uh, like two days before I was supposed to start at Sprint, and uh, they wanted him there within the next five or six yeah. weeks. So I called up Sprint and said, "Yeah, I felt like there was the right thing to do was to let them know rather than start and be like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm moving.' But anyway, I I called up Sprint and said, "Hey, you know, we're my husband just got a job in Florida. We're going to be leaving in four to six weeks. Do you still want me to start?" And they said, "No." <laughs> well, let's put a timeline together because it may be a little confusing for some folks. See. Three months ago, almost to the day, um, Jen and I sat down and we did the five-year plan thing. Mm-hmm. And we decided, hey, we want to be moving near family. Okay. Very soon after that, I sat down with my boss and told him that and gave him a three to six month to a year. We didn't know at the time when we were going to leave. Soon after, um, we, we figured on about three months. And I gave that end date. Well, Jen started getting itchy. She got this idea. Since we've got this time... You know, this three month mm-hmm. period that we can do anything with. Why don't I go get a full time job and you come down to part time or no time or whatever and stay with the kids? And that's that's what the big change was. See, we could tell you guys about that, but we couldn't for some reason because of privacy issues and secrets and mm-hmm. gossips and blah, blah, blah. We we had to keep the big move, the big show, the big deal secret. Yeah. And so when we went down to Florida and, and uh, you know, long story short, went down to Florida and, and uh, got, you know, interviewed for this job and then took it, uh, we were very surprised. We had, we had planned on there being this three-month period still, you know, mm-hmm. that we'd finished out the two months, three months. Jen would go to work for Sprint for a while. She had gotten the job. 
Um, and we would get some debt paid off, get some money in the bank, you know, some security. But uh, we were very shocked to hear they wanted us out there in like a, less than a month, mm-hmm. like three weeks or something. Has it been? No, it was like six weeks. Oh, that's five right. or six weeks. Yeah, yeah, but well, not very I'm long. Going out there in four weeks, which oh, is yeah. yesterday. <laughs> I'm going. You're already there, there. By God. So yeah, yeah and and you know we kind of looked at each other, and then on the way home, you know we're like, okay, do we take the job and and kind of give it to Sprint? you know, and quit in three days or something. Yeah. <laughs> and we just, you know, we didn't, it, well, actually I think it would have been like two weeks or six weeks or what was it? I would have been at probably at Sprint for a month because it would have been realistically for me to leave before we left Kansas city, just to pack and all that junk. So yeah, I mean, I, I probably would have worked there two weeks and then given my notice and that would have been kind of lousy. Yeah. And, and so we, I don't know, we felt some conviction. That's a big pastor church Christian word for you. We we just had a question mark in our head. And, um, you know, it's Sprint, right? It's a big, giant corporation. Who 56, cares? 56,000 employees. Yeah. I mean, it's whatever. You know, you, you could some people could easily say, well, let's work there and take their money and then leave. No big deal, right? I don't know. We just figured if there was a question mark in our head, you know, it's like they say with uh, junk in your fridge versus junk in your trunk. But if mm. you have junk in your fridge... And it feels nasty. They say, when in doubt, throw it out. Mm-hmm. And so we had an, enough doubt. I don't know. The Bible says whatever you can't do in faith is of sin. And I've been having to deal with that a lot lately. But uh, it's over stupid stuff. Like I, there was some painter's tarps in our in our garage mm-hmm. that I, I couldn't remember who they belonged to. I knew they weren't mine, though, and I wanted to keep them. And mm-hmm. I had that question mark of doubt. Mm, what'd you do? I thought about it until I figured out who they belonged to. Oh, okay. And I put them in a nice box and folded them. Oh, good. And I taped them up and, and I wrote painter's tarps with a, Poor James. With a sad face <laughs> on it. And I'm going to give them back. Good. Because it's not worth going to hell over painter's no. tarps. No. no. But, um, but yeah, so we decided to go ahead and, and say no to Sprint, which made Jen, Jen very happy. No, I was kind of sad. She was very sad. I was. She a was depressed. Bit she was painting I her fingernails black, and you know, I would have liked clothing and to have made the money for a month, but it's yeah. okay. So, so that that catches us up, you know, to the current date because now we're poor. Yes. We didn't get to take and pay off, you know, Anything. everything. Nope. Um, but uh, the, I guess some good news that we need to just go ahead and stop the show and say is we've sold our house. Yes, we have our house under contract, and it will close a week after we leave. It's a miracle. It is. Because we've been talking to people, and they're telling us horror stories. Oh, so-and-so down the streets had their house on the market for six months or nine months. And mm-hmm. and all these people that we saw that had their house on the market so long, they had to take it off. Yeah. Because of the stigma. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the stigma. What's the stigma? You said they get tainted. Oh, yeah. If a house has been on the market for a long time and someone looks at it, that that's something they consider when they're looking at... How many days on the market? Yeah. And when it's when you look at it and it's been on the date, like 365, you're like, what in the world is there, wrong with this house? The assumption is that there was some sort of manslaughter involved yeah, in that be. home, that a serial Who killer knows? was involved. But. but yeah, we sold our house in three weeks. So and. if you listen to the show and you bought our house, thank you. Thank you very much. You didn't pay enough, but thank you. <laughs> but it's our fault because right. we dropped the price. <laughs> Aggressively, actually. But yeah. now we're doing okay. We're walking away all right. And and that's exactly what, ne- what we needed because we had a little bit of a predicky. 
What was our predicky? It was that I can't believe I just repeated the word predicky. <laughs> well, yeah, it well, was a predicament. Yeah, but I or mean, it was a problem, but it wasn't like a predicky. A, 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 a North Pole elf would say, "We got uh, a Santa. We got a little predicky." Oh um, my gosh! Anyway, we got the predicament was that um, down where we're going, they have childcare and they have preschool, mm-hmm. and in order to handle the cost of an apartment and our home payment. Uh, Jen was going to have to work, yeah, part time or otherwise. But it required the boy to go to di- childcare, which was not what we wanted to do. But temporarily, it was going to be okay. And Jen was going to try for something that was going to be in the home anyway. But the problem was they didn't have a spot for Jenna in the preschool till the first of the year at least. And so it was just this big old deal. Jen had put out all these feelers. She wasn't getting any calls back. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, all the stress that that was causing and the prayers that were going out and blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden the house gets a, gets a, uh, what do they call it? An offer. A contract. An offer, yeah. Yeah, a contracting. So, um, oh my gosh. it sounds like something a North Pole elf would say. Really? Hey, Santa, <laughs> we got to predict you with the contracting. Are you suddenly an expert on I, North Pole I elves? I am. I am. And the way they speak. I am. And really? It's amazing. It is. It's You great. should trust me in my linguistics. I don't. One bit. Oh, could you do an Irish accent for me then? Uh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> Your linguistics are amazing. I was talking about the predicament. Anyway. Uh, so, you know, we got, we got the contract and then we, we got through the inspection and now it's just, you know, a matter of time. Um, we have the appraisal tomorrow. Yeah. And Jen cleaned the house for the appraiser. So that's sweet. But, uh, that'll, that'll add an extra 10 cents to the old. That's what I'm hoping. Hey, I'm not doing anything to get in the way of the house selling. (laughs) So, you know, that's just a, that's just a miracle. And we, we just thank God for that. We, and I was fasting and praying over it. And so it was awesome. How many how many fasts did you have? I didn't have any fasts. Yeah, I did pray I thought, a lot so. though. <laughs> well, anything to get you to pray. I fasted from dietary Pepsi as well. Yeah, it's true. I, I <laughs> it was more than that, you monkey. <laughs> I love that. Um, so yeah. Uh, so anyway, we're up to date. We sold the house, or the house is selling. We're packing like mad. And uh, so, what are you going to do down there in old Florida? Me, I'm just gonna go to the beach. That's <laughs> my only plan. <laughs> don't sound too shabby, does it? <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna try to figure out where everything is, like Walmart and Target, mm-hmm. all the stores. Yeah, but but this church is, um, you know, when they interviewed me, they didn't interview me. They interviewed us, which was really terrifying for me. Really? It, I was more nervous about that interview than I was about the Sprint interview. Why? Because I could talk about taxes to anybody. It right. didn't matter if I got a, if they liked my personality. They just had to tolerate me. Right. And I think understand. I was smart enough. These people actually had to like me. Yeah. It worked yeah. out. Yeah. They're good folks. They apparently did since they offered you the job or they tolerated me. But they want you, you know, not they not involved to the point that they're like they're paying you involved, but they want you to have a purpose and mm-hmm. not in just supporting me, but being there. And it's awesome because that's what you do anyway. You, yeah, you I are like that, that person. You're always busy. Um, but I love that about them that they, they didn't just care about me. They care about, care about you. And, you know, in, in you reverse that sprint didn't really care about me. No, they didn't even ask about you. No, they didn't, they didn't even care if I was married. No. And I didn't get invited to go out to eat with you and the, in the sprint guys. No. You know the little the little the little gecko that they have for their gecko. 
That's yeah. um, Geico. Oh, what does Sprint have? What character do they have lolloping around? They just have a guy. You know the Sprint guy? No. Are you thinking about the, the guy that's, can you hear me now? No, not thinking not of him. Who's the Sprint guy? There used to be one guy that did all the Sprint commercials, but Sprint has no, like, they, mascot. They need to get with the program. That's dumb. You're talking about Geico Insurance has a mascot, so you think Sprint should have one. Well, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. It's stupid. That's a dumb thing for you to bring up. Wow, did I hurt your feelings? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should talk to your North Pole elves about it. So, um, anyway. Uh, ha- ha- so, so... Uh, I don't know. She's going to be down there. She's going to be busy. She's going to be doing the kid thing and whole nine yards. And it is going to be a bit of an adjustment because in a mean, in a, in a, in a way it was kind of mean. It was mean because I was going to work and now I'm not working again. Now she's not working, but you're happier. I am. How are you happier with your same old life? I don't know. Well, I'll tell you. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you why you're happy. (laughs) You're happy because we're doing something. Yeah. That was our big thing. We were feeling a little stagnant. We were, we were not, we knew we needed a change and we weren't really sure what direction it needed to go. And, and we weren't sure if we were even supposed to have one. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we prayed. That's why we ended up all over the place in case people are wondering. Yeah. It just. But we're, we're heading somewhere and it, and it feels nice. Now it's a little sad leaving where we're at. Yeah, it is. Didn't expect that, to be honest. I, I don't did. know. I don't I'm, know why I'm you I'm a didn't. man. I'm a man. You don't, we, you we didn't don't expect sad. to be sad. No. Uh-huh. But uh, I did my last children's church this past Sunday. Mm-hmm. And it was a good service. Well, thank you. It was a good last it service. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. But uh, it was it was bittersweet. Yeah. That means it was a little bit sad and a little bit happy. I know. And next week we have to, you have to, you give a speech in church. And Ten minutes. And then we do a reception. I, I don't, I get five minutes less than the missionaries. <laughs> Been there ten years. Well, I think you should, you know, since they can't really fire you, you might as well go over a little that's bit. A, that's what I was saying. That's my last day. It's a baby dedication Sunday anyway. He's not going to get to preach a whole lot. so I'm, I'm going to get all liquored up and just tell them all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. And then we get to do a reception, which, Ugh. tell them how you describe this reception. Because it, it's reception. very fitting. Okay, because I was talking to somebody and I was like, it's, it's a little weird. It's like a good divorce when you leave under good terms. Because even a good divorce, you're still rejecting someone. Yeah. You know? They're still a little angry that you're leaving them. Yeah. Even when you're getting along, it's still every now and then something nasty is going to creep in. And and that's the way I feel with this. It's like, you know, we're leaving and everybody's happy for us and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, somewhere in there, it's like you're leaving us. We're not good enough. You know, my boss has got to be going, you know, what's wrong with me? You know, and it's nothing like that. It's just. Yeah. Uh, People have been really good. They have. But, but no, you But s- the reception itself, in, in many ways, people come up to you. They tell you how much they, you meant to them. They cry. How much they they're going to miss you. Yeah. And, and it's like going to your own funeral. It is. It really is, and that's so depressing. At least at your own funeral, you don't have to listen yeah, to it you're all. you're not actually there. Yeah, you don't have to feel any emotion. And, and you know, if you had to quit Sprint after a month, they wouldn't have had some cake no. and invited you, people and their families and all these Sprint customers. <laughs> we really miss you. You know what they do in the corporate world, though, when people leave? What? They have a happy hour. Really? Yeah, they they go. Everybody goes somewhere and drinks. Oh well, that's not corporate though. That's just what they do. No, that's what the the 
company will pay for that. Really? Yeah. But wouldn't that be a little bit easier in some ways? You could just go and drink. <laughs> Come and, on, jerk you know? people. <laughs> well, and when you leave, when you leave a corporate job, mm-hmm. everybody just kind of looks at you with envy. Oh, really? They don't really, yeah, because you're just you're as getting out. As hard as people try to get a job. Yeah, but it just depends. I mean, the the labor market's different than when I was there. But yes, it is. I'd love to talk about the labor market. Anyway, yeah. I'm just telling you, nobody takes it personally. They just wish they could get out too. <laughs> but in our world, you know, we we've got this added element of being in the public eye, having a congregation, lives that we've affected. We've been there for funerals and births and and you know, weddings and all these different things and 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 it it is weird the folks that are coming out of the woodwork. And and I mean like kids that we've had, we well, we've been there 8 10 years but been doing children's ministry for 8. And we've got kids um that have kids and then we've got Kids that are in high school, kids that are in middle school, and then kids that are still in Jam City. I got to preach Wednesday in the youth group, and every kid in there, just about, in, unless they'd moved there recently, uh, had been in Jam City. Mm-hmm. And they, it was just an awesome opportunity to to talk to them and to kind of say goodbye and really challenge them and remind them of the things that I, I tried to teach them when they were younger. It was cool. It was fun. But... Speaking of, I mean, talking about people coming out of the woodwork, it's just these random kids that, you know, like the kids that were taken away from their mother for a year. And we went and did Christmas with them and went and visited them in the hospital. It wasn't a big thing to mm-hmm. us, but to them it was. And yeah. and they're coming hugging necks. You can't leave, you know, and they're, they're puffing up their chest and sticking out their lip, acting like they're mad. You know, can I get your phone number? And it's like, Facebook. <laughs> But yeah, it's something a pastor position. It's it's kind of like a teacher. You just you want to know they're always there, even yeah. if you're not in their class anymore. Right. You just want to know they're still there. Well, I think we were kind of a accessible. surrogate mom or dad for some folks, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and again, like your like your own parents or a healthy parent anyway. Uh, even if you live a state away, or th- you know, you still you know there's some sort of security in knowing they live in the same house, they're doing the same things. Mm-hmm. And if you lost them, you would feel lost and. uh so yeah, I understand, but it's hard. It's weird, but but also I'm excited, very excited about the future and where we're going and all this stuff. Uh, so I mean, it's hard to believe. It's just how many days from now? Um, like seven, two? No, nine or ten. Yesterday, ten. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto. I keep thinking we're leaving like tomorrow. No, no, we still got another Sunday. We got a whole week and a week and a few days. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm excited. Ready to go. Ready to get going. And uh, the house is sold. We're about packed. We got people coming over to help us pack, but we're yes, about we packed. Do. Yeah, just the kitchen. Yeah. Can't pack it up. So do you have any other it. questions about uh, our move? Do I have questions? Yeah. yeah. Um, are you? You can say no. No. Okay. I'm uh, just going to make one up, but... <laughs> You, you want me to read this? Song? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Dear, dear James and Jen, uh, I have listened to both of your first year of marriage shows, and I lo- and I took notes on all the issues you covered. I'm getting married on the 20th of July. I was hoping that uh, you might be able to invite advise the unmarried audience on how to get married and not go broke. My fiance is wearing her mother's dress, and I rented a cheaper tuxedo instead of buying a designer one. The decorations are all inexpensive, and some were even made by family and friends in addition to buying paper plates for the cake. While I'm on the subject of weddings, what was your wedding like? Anyway, 
Thank you in advi- advance for your advice. Waggles54. Name's Marcel. So there's a lot of questions in there. Boy, it never occurred to me to uh, buy the tuxedo. No, never did. <laughs> we were so young when we got married, we didn't even know you could D- do such a thing. <laughs> I if you if you think I'll use a tuxedo for more occasions, it makes sense to buy one. Really, but in our life, it how, wouldn't have made sense. How much does a tuxedo cost? It depends how nice of a tuxedo you get. Can you get me a ballpark? I don't think it costs any more than a nice suit for five hundred, oh, okay. three or four hundred. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I've rented every tuxedo I've ever bought. I mean, <laughs> <sighs> yeah. But, I mean, how many times in your life have you worn a tuxedo? Like, three? Nah, eh, maybe more than that. But Two but it's problems. always been a di- different one. Yeah. You know? I, it's it's always been a different style. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I don't know that I could ever just have one. That that would ever suit me. But uh, his question was about, you know... How to get saving, married and not Saving cold. money. Um, biggest thing to do, I would think... Is have your parents pay for it. Now, <laughs> actually, my parents paid for most of our wedding, but we did go very cheap. Um, I worked at a florist, so we got the flor- the flowers at wholesale. Mm-hmm. Our photographer was a gift from one of my workers. I yeah. mean, my, my employers. So, and... Um, it was worth every penny. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the biggest thing... We didn't I, videotape it. No, we didn't. Didn't pay anybody to videotape it either. But the biggest thing I would suggest is whatever money you have, first of all, don't go in debt over your wedding. No, please don't. If you if you need more money, wait to get married. Yes. Because I know people who've been married like five years and are still paying off their wedding and that kind of That's stinks. That's stupid. But um, set a budget. Figure out the things that are most important to you and spend the money on those things and the rest of the things don't matter. Here's the other thing too. is If you're, if you're on a limited budget, put your money into your honeymoon Mm-hmm. It's true. If if you if you really have to. And if you're super poor, don't go. But seriously, we put we didn't put enough money in our honeymoon. No, we, we didn't. were scrimping and saving and and uh we, we should have waited longer. Yeah, well we should have. We should have saved money up for a little while. We should have well, the one mistake we made. We weren't that smart. Goodness so. gracious, you'll never let me live it down. But um yeah, I mean different just you know, don't don't stress too much over whether or not you have the greatest decorations or yep. the greatest this or that. Just uh, nobody's going to remember. Nobody really remembers or notices. And and if you can't afford to buy people a full meal at the reception, just don't. Just do snacks. Nobody will care. Do a potluck. A potluck? I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm from be the south. I'm from the- <laughs> just serve cake and punch and be done. Yeah. So don't well, do a potluck. And, and yeah, we've been to weddings where they did full on receptions and meals, and and th- those meals are never good. No. Nobody no. wants to eat your nasty chicken brick. Well, I think if we went to a really nice wedding, it might be good. But, yeah, but huh. when have you ever been to a movie-quality wedding? I never have. Exactly, in a tent. Our friends don't make that much no, money. No, we don't have any friends. That's true. That's why we're moving. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it, so, I don't know. Just quit watching TV and have your wedding. Mm-hmm. Have your wedding on the beach. That's what I wish we did. That would have saved a lot of junk. Mm-hmm. would have been kind of gritty, and James wouldn't have liked it, but <laughs> it would have been cool. Speaking of weddings, we had another question. I don't have it here, unfortunately, but someone. Do you remember who it was from? I think it was from Lauren. About to sneeze. Lauren who? <coughs> sorry, um, I was trying to get you to talk over my sneeze. <laughs> oh, sorry. I didn't know Lauren who. I don't know her last name. Lauren who? 
But Lauren uh, wanted to know. I don't know what her her. She's oh, having a wedding. She's having a wedding, and um, their church is in a movie theater, so it's not possible for her to get married in their church. And they're trying to figure out where to get married. And some of her friends were very concerned that she must get married in a church, mm. but they they wanted to kind of look at other options, and she wanted to know what I thought of that or what we thought. What of we thought church. of it. Well, what do you think of it? Because we do share the same opinion. We've talked about this. Already. I think um, it's fine to get married wherever you want to get married. Amen. I saw a wedding set up on a beach, and I thought that was a great idea. It's very cool. And I don't think I don't think that's going to upset God at all. There was a perdicky with um, sea fowl, but other than that, <laughs> yeah, with, with the birds. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There were a lot of birds around that might. Yeah, and you might want to watch an outside wedding just because of the weather. It's a bit unpredictable, but um. But, yeah. I, you know, and, and just from a religious standpoint, I, I'm sure people are freaking out because, you know, they, they're thinking you have to have it in a church because – but here's the deal. Okay, God is omnipresent, right? That means he is everywhere. He is everywhere you want to be. And so if you're concerned about God seeing your marriage and making sure you're like, hey, we're legal. We're about <laughs> to spend the night together and we're okay. Don't destroy us. First of all, God doesn't do that nearly enough anymore. And secondly, um, he, he can see you anywhere. And so uh, the second thing I would say is worry less about having God at your uh, wedding and more in your marriage. Word. Yep. Word to your mother. Very true. That reads like a billboard on the side of the road. Um and and then lastly, don't invite those friends. Yeah, bad friends. Because they have bad advice. They're no. like Job's comforters. There's no rules. I mean, a if bunch all of blankets that were given to a guy with scabies. What? Oh, Job's comforter. <laughs> You're such a dork. <laughs> I love that you love my dumb jokes. I don't. That was just a dumb thing. And then you said scabies, and I was trying to make a good point. Oh, make a good point. My good point was if. There were no churches left to get married in. If churches were declared illegal or something, you still, your marriage would still be good. Hey, Fox Mulder? What's the deal? What? You know all these conspiracy theories now? Oh, my God. They're destroying churches? Uh. Good night. Madeline Murray O'Hare's back to charge taxes mm -hmm. on Christian music? Yeah. 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 She's right, though. Yeah. Well, I know, I, I know a particular couple that got married at the courthouse. Yep. And they've been married like 10 years now, I think. Longer than us. No, not longer than us. Oh. But um, they've been married a lot longer than a lot of people we know have had some pretty big church weddings. So, yeah, I think the marriage is a much more important part. Well, and then lastly, to get super, super, super theological, what is the church? Is it a building or did we learn in VBS that the it church is the, is the body people. of Christ? The people. It's exactly right. Uh, how many churches meet in storefronts or in movie theaters or in school cafetoriums? I mean, they're all over the place. Churches in people's homes, overseas, in other countries. They have churches literally in, in burnout buildings and underground and, and in brick structures with no roofs in Mexico. I mean, there's just all kinds of options, and they're all fine because it's a collection of people having church. And uh, God says where any two or more are gathered together— uh, there he is in the midst of them. So anything you do like that and you bring God into it, he is going to honor you with his presence. So uh, there you go. Enjoy that. Just feel that. Just let that flood your spirit. So, hey, uh, one more. Hey, Jen and James. After listening to episode eight, 58, which was last episode, I Googled James Kennison, James A. Kennison. Remember the other <laughs> we James? We talked about. Yeah. The surgeon. 
And then mm-hmm. she, she says, I was very curious to find out exactly who he was. And he's a doctor who lives not too far from me. Well, the same state anyway. Here's some more about him. And then she drops in a link. I've also attached a picture. And uh, Jen, were you interested in old James A? Yeah, he's a little bit older than you. <laughs> yeah. Just a, a little, bit. A little more bristly. <laughs> he just had lots of hair on his face. Uh, and James, I think you're safe uh, Jen, about Jen not leaving you for this guy. He's pretty old, uh, though he might have the money. Yeah, I would say. I really enjoyed episode 58. I'm very excited for you guys uh, to be entering this next stage of your life. I look forward to listening to more of your podcast and hearing how God is working in your lives through this big change. I'm sure he has wonderful things in store for you. And when things get tough or don't seem to make sense, always remember Romans 8, 28. For, uh, for, for we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Keep in you in prayer, Sydney. And I struggle with that verse because um, I, there's a song that we sing in James City. Oh, and, and it's worded a little bit yeah. different. And we know, we know mm-hmm. that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him <laughs> and are called according to his purpose. Yeah, so anyway. It's pretty close. Well, we might as well knock it out here. Jen wanted to do a quick and light show. This was very light and quick. Yeah. So Not I, really I, that quick. But. Uh, but that was from Cindy. I don't know if I said that. Yeah, you did. Is that your dad's wife, Cindy, or... I would say no. I would think not to. I don't think she knows what a podcast is. That's true. A PCAST. A Picasti. Um, Hey, check out the website at geeklovesnerd.com. we got forums over there. If you don't know what forums are, then you don't know what a Picasti is either. Hey, email <laughs> us at uh, james at nlcast.com. I'm sorry, uh, wow. james at geeklovesnerd.com. That would be great. Or you can call us at our phone number, uh, 923-GLN. GLN. Till next time, Jen. Um, oh, by the way, we won't won't be probably doing a show for a couple of weeks because we're moving. We're moving Hello. on the the week of the eighth. So, uh, till next time, Jen. I loved you. I loved you too. I love you for real, for real. Yeah, I do a little bit, Except with your predicting. <laughs> <laughs>